0: Tim 316. 2 Tim 3:16. 2, 2 Timothy 3.16. 2 Timothy 3:16. 2 Timothy 3.16. All right, so I'm going to start reading it. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. righteousness. So this first phrase here, all scripture is breathed out by God. First of all, scripture this is scripture, the Bible is scripture. I mean, I'm sure you guys understand that. And the phrase "God breathed," it is breathed out by God. Some of you guys might have the NIV. I think it says, "All scripture is God breathed." What does that mean? You know, you think about God breathed. Um, you ever? Uh, I, I think I think it's kind of trying to convey the message that it's something that God really wants you to know. You know, it's from the deepest desire of His heart that He's really trying to get you to know. Um, And how I I put that together is, you know, when you're in school or something, wherever the setting is, and um, say you just really want to tell someone something, but they're not getting it, and so you say, say like Jimmy's failing or something with his grades, and you say, dude, Jimmy, you need to get your grades up, dude. I mean, college is coming up, and I mean, they're going to be looking at grades. They're going to be looking for the best grade, and it's a really important thing, you know. I'm I'm, I'm willing to help you out with that if you want. And then somebody in the back is like, hey, don't waste your breath on them. Don't waste your breath. Um, So what does that mean, you know? Their face, what do they mean by don't waste your breath? Um, and I think I mean don't waste your words. Don't waste your message on them. So that's the idea that your breath, that God's breath is his message. Okay. It is his revelation. When I mean revelation, I, it took me a while to understand that when I, was, when I was a young Christian growing up. The Bible is God's revelation to man. And... Um, Kind of broke down some words to figure it out. It's God's word revealed. That's his revelation. It's the deepest desire of God's heart for us to know him. To communicate it through this is his word, his message, his spirit. And so the verse goes on All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So let's focus on Scripture is reasonable. profitable. We're going to focus on profit. It's like what it's good for. You know what I mean? It's, when, you, when you get a profit, it's what you get out of it, what you get out of Scripture. And what you get out of Scripture is teaching for reproof, correction, and training. So we're going to focus on tr- teaching, okay? The Bible is profitable for teaching. So, I mean, it's good, like, you think teaching, you think, like, teachers in school, you know, they teach you the curriculum, or Sunday school teachers. Thank God for Sunday school teachers, right? I'm a Sunday school teacher. But um, talking about teaching, this is a lot of stuff to teach, you know? I mean, people go to seminary for, like, years, I mean, at least three years. If you do it in three years, then you're pretty smart, okay? Seminary, it takes a really long time, and, you know, I started thinking, like, seminary, does that really get the entirety of the Bible? I mean, really, guys, seminary, it just gets the surface of this entire book, you know? And to, the way to understand this is to just have personal connections in your life that just explain it to you. I mean, you can learn all, you can learn as much curriculum as you possibly can from this, and it's just going to scrape the surface of what it really means. You know, and... Um, my, my granddad, he went to seminary. He was the pastor of this church a long time ago, David McMichael. He went to seminary, and I thought, when I was a little boy, I thought, man, he knows all about the Bible, you know? You go up to a pastor, and you just ask him any question about the Bible, and he's going to give you an answer, and it's going to be 100% truth, you know? Um, and he's going to give you a good answer. He's not going to get the entirety of it, you know? My granddad's 82 years old, and he is still studying the Bible, every single day. I mean, I went over to his house yesterday, as a matter of fact, to drop off uh, my grandma's prescription, and he wanted to show me all these books he's reading. He's still reading books about the Bible. He's 82 years old. He was a pastor, and then he got too old, and then he retired. You know, when you think of a pastor, it's like some old dude, you know. Heed the word of God. (laughs) And my granddad got that old, and then he got older, And now he still needs to know about the Bible. He showed me his little devotions every single day. He reads that devotion and he gets a lot out of it every single day. This cannot be worn out. This is a lifelong study. And even more than that. So, for teaching and for training, you know, um, when I'm talking to my Sunday school class, I'm A few weeks ago, I asked them, why are we here? What's Sunday school all about? And they said, to learn about God. That's why we're here. And that's absolutely right, to learn about God. But it says the Bible's profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and for training, you ever think of the Bible as a training guide? I mean, when I think of training, I think like Navy SEALs, you know? Like, they, they might learn like a, a week's worth of curriculum or something, and then they go out for like, and they spend like a week where it's 23 hours of a day, and they're just like training, you know? It's like just hardcore exercise. I remember seeing one, one video of them. There was like eight Navy SEALs lined up, and there was like this massive log on top of them, and they are like, Hoo, 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 hoo. We're like eleven miles. That's what I think of when I think of training. It's like hard work, you know? That's training. I mean I mean, Sunday school, like you just show up and you learn about God, right? I mean there's no there's no training, right? You just learn about God. And when you learn about God, you're good, right? I mean yeah, but what's what's the point? What's the point of the teaching if you don't do? Y'all hear where I'm coming from? I mean, you get somebody to read the Bible, you know, they read the Bible their entire lives and they know the Word of God and they they, they put it in their heart and then they don't spread it. They don't share it and they don't work, you know? Jesus Christ is my Savior, but He's my Lord. Am I really doing what He tells me to do? You know? A lot of times, um, I think some people, some people understand it to be like, you know, Jesus, thank you so much for saving my life, but don't tell me what to do. I want to live my life how I want to live it. Um, But that doesn't apply to Christianity. Not at all. Um, The thing is, a Navy SEAL, do you think, do you think once he experiences all that training, do you think he could teach somebody? I think he can he knows exactly what he's doing. He's had the experience with it. He's training people. He's teaching them how to do it. The more you do it, the better you understand. It's like that game with the hands thing. If you would have stuck with that game, I, I, know, I know after Greenhouse you're going to go over there and just play that game and figure out what the secret is, right? That, Whenever you play a game, that's all you're thinking about, <laughs> you know? Um, and when I figured that, I played that with my little brother, Alex, and he was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know this. I know this secret. You just keep your arms limp. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, try me. And I went, what? And I like, fell over because he just kept his arms limp, and he just, like, didn't let me touch him, and he just, I just, like, fell on the ground. It's like, wow, you, you're so much better than I. I didn't know it was about strategy. But anyways, the more you do it, the better you understand Open it up to James Chapter one verse twenty two. James chapter one verse twenty two. James is sort of in the back of your Bible. It's after Hebrews. It's before the Peters. First and Second Peter. James chapter one verse twenty two. If you haven't flipped there, I'll just go ahead and read it. It says this, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, for he looks at himself, and goes away, and at once forgets what he looks like so it's kind of sketchy reading this for the first time you know um but it makes sense if you just try to make sense out of it think about mirrors you know when when you wake up and and everybody does this you you look in the mirror before you go to school or wherever you're going to go and make sure that your face is on correctly right you look and it's like all right two eyes got a nose awesome my hair is going to swoop to this side today One, two, three, four, five, six, 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 six nose hairs. Just like usual. I still got this bald spot under my chin. Yep, this is me. That's Josh Beck. That's Josh Beck's face in the mirror. That's right. Got 32 teeth. Ready to go. And then you go away, and then you wake up, and you're like, I wonder what I'm going to look like today. No, everybody everybody knows what they look like, you know. When you look in the mirror, you're not surprised. It's not like you got three eyes or something. Oh, I got three eyes! Woo! no. (laughs) Everybody knows what they look like in the mirror. So, so when he's saying it's like a man who looks in the mirror and then walks away and immediately forgets what he looks like, that's absurd. I mean, what? And like he looks in the mirror, he's like, okay, I'm going to fix my hair for school today. Looking just like this. Breath smells good. I can't see that, but I just smelled it. So. All right, I'm ready to go. Oh, wait, what do I look like? I forgot, I forgot what my face looked like. Oh, yeah, that's, that's Josh. That's him. That's him. Yeah, Josh. All right, now I'm ready. Oh my gosh, I just forgot again. What do I look like? How many eyes? Yeah, two eyes. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, brown eyes. That's the color of my eyes. So the man keeps forgetting. That is absurd. You know, um, so I'm going to read the verse again. I'm going to read it again, and then you guys think while I'm reading this, okay? Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at himself intently in the mirror And goes away and forgets exactly what it looks like. So it's saying for anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer. That, that, that picture of the guy looking in the mirror and then turning around. And he forgets what he just learned. Forgets it. By the way, do you remember what we learned in Greenhouse two weeks ago? You, you remember what we learned last week? Fair enough. Sunday. Shh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, you remember. That's a thumbs up. What about your quiet time this morning? Which, I mean, I hope you're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty painful, you know. Most of the time, like, man, sometimes I just go to church and I learn something. I say, yeah, that's right. That's the word. That's the word of God. That's the Bible. That's God breathed. That's his word. That's his revelation to me. I remember this. I'm a Christian. I grew up. I know about Noah. I know about Jesus. I know this. I'm good. And then I go and eat lunch, and I'm not thinking about that anymore, and I just completely forget you know, sometimes, sometimes my dad's like, hey, what'd you learn in church today? And I'm like, ah. Uh, I remember Rob told a story about some chickens. That's about it. That's all I got. Sorry. I'm out. <laughs> but Man, that just broke my heart. Reading that. Be hearers of the word and not doers only. Deceiving yourself. So guys, um, some of you guys guys in this room are not Christians and you're not, you you don't really understand what I'm trying to say. And let me tell you this. You know, when you've done something kind of bad, something kind of wrong, and then your folks find out about it, your mom or your dad find out about it. And they look at you and they're like, you're going to pay for that. Yeah. You know, you uh, you're mean to your brother or something like you hit him, which none of you guys hit. That's okay. But just 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 making a just, just making a point if you hit your brother or something. And then your dad looks at you in the face and says, "You're going to pay for that, son. You're going to pay for that." And then you get punished, you know, just like just like kids, just like kids and parents, you know, they get punished, you know. Um so you might they might have you like take out the trash for a month, you know, or maybe your dad spanks you old fashioned. That's that's the way to do it right there. Just kidding. Just kidding. Old Southern style. Anyways, um so once you get punished, then that wrongdoing you did for your um, to your parents, once you get punished, that satisfies your wrongdoing and it makes you right with your parents again. You know? If you if you do something wrong to your little brother and your dad says, Hey, you're gonna pay for that, so take out the trash for a month or whatever, whatever your punishment is, you know. R- write me a paper on why not to hit your brother. That's what my dad would say. Write me a five page paper or something. And you go and do that paper and you present it to him, you say, Here you go, Dad, I'm sorry. And he's like, I forgive you, son. I forgive you. That debt that's paid. You don't have to worry about that wrongdoing. We're even now, it's okay. It's cancel out. Well, let me tell you something, guys. God is your father. And you have done so much wrong to him. I've done so much wrong to him. All the adults in this room have done so much wrong to him, to his face. And let me tell you something, students. Even one of those, even one. And you are not able to pay for that on your own. Even one, and you deserve, I'm just going to say it, immediate, eternal death. But God loves us so much. He said, every single one of my... One of my children, they've sinned against me, and they deserve hell. But I'm going to make a way for them to get to me. I'm going to make a way for them to see my glory in heaven, and I'm going to make a way for them to rejoice in my name forever. So, here's the plan. He sent Jesus Christ here. Jesus Christ is God the Father as a human being. And he is the word, the message. This, what you learn from God, the heart of God is in Jesus Christ. And he lived the perfect life, never doing any wrong to God. That, that is how to get to heaven. But we're not perfect. And so, Jesus came here to seek and to save the lost. So he came as a man. And when he grew up, you know, age 30, started his ministry. Spoke the word of God to all these people. And he was killed by the very people he was trying to save. And in turn, he was dead for three days. And he took the punishment that we deserve. The entire sin, the entire wrongdoing of the entire world was on his shoulders and he took that pain for us. I mean, does that make you happy? Does that make you happy? That's overwhelming, guys. And he said, whoever believes in me has eternal life. So I just, I just wanna wanna ask, and you don't have to raise your hand right now. You don't have to get up or anything, but I was just wondering if any of you guys want the relationship with Jesus Christ that I have or that any of the adults in the room have or that any of the Christians have in the room. Just wondering if anybody want that today. Um, band's coming up to, to play a few more songs before, we, before we're dismissed. And just know, it's not just hearing the word, but it's hearing and doing if you hear this gospel and you want to be a Christian, then be a Christian. You come and talk to one of us, and we're we're going to help you out okay we'll instruct you how to have this relationship with Christ so um let 's pray, Your heavenly Father, I, I thank you so much for these students and I thank you for the opportunity to just to just preach your word, your your revelation to these students, God. I pray that they would just be motivated for the Christians in the room just to be motivated to go home and to read your word and to do your work. And God, I pray for, for all the people that aren't Christians in this room that they would hear your gospel and that they would respond. God, draw them close to you. We bless your name, God. In Jesus' name. Amen.